You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2016. Our special guest today on the hotline bling will be Adrian Granados out of Chicago, the guy who is ready and willing to fight all of the biggest names in boxing. And he is definitely always overlooked and underrated. But we will talk to him today and talk about his big fight with Adrian Broner in February. Let me properly introduce my partner in crime, the creator and founder of BadCulture.net, Jay from Inglewood. What's poppin', Jay? Jay from Inglewood is up on a Monday, ready to talk to Adrian Granados, ready to see what nonsense boxing is going to bring us this week today i'm going to go to richard schaefer's press conference downtown he's having a, a little get together so maybe we'll get some scoop from richard schaefer on what the big picture is with his new promotional outfit and maybe he'll tell us in not in so many words of how the little guy is going to get screwed once he gets in full swing so looking forward to that Ooh. so listen make sure that you're following jay on twitter um because she will be at this big Richard Schaefer press conference today. So it's Giandra LaBeouf on Twitter, J-E-A-N-D-R-A-L-E-B-E-A-U-S. Make sure you follow her. I'm going to be tuned in to you, Jay, um, because I want to hear what this big announcement is. Um, I think everybody's assuming that he signed the Olympian kid, Carlos Valderas, which Mm -hmm. everybody thought the kid was going to sign with Golden Boy. I wonder what other good stuff he's got up his sleeve. Hmm. Full of smiles, I'm sure. And hi, everybody. It's so good to be back. Guess what? I'm promoting everywhere. You're all out of a job. And you're out of a job. And you're out of a job. And you're out of a job. Because I'm promoting everywhere now. I'm your captain. Look at me. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, look, the lines are open uh, from 8 to 9 this morning, 718-508-9852. Press one to speak your piece. We definitely want to share our, our reactions with the Pacquiao Vargas card this past weekend, and we want to hear yours as well. Um, we have our thoughts and opinions. Call in to play Know It or Blow. It's a win-free gear from agentbade.com. Let's punch in. Um, let's recap this weekend's fight, Jay. Let's, um, actually, let's go to Friday night. There was a small okay. card in Vegas at the Treasure Island, and mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Hart, pulled the knockout victory over Andrew Hernandez, which I was saying I thought that was going to be a tough fight. I was wrong. Right. Right. Good for him. Jesse Hart, top-ranked signee, just in case there's somebody among you who's not familiar with him. He has a fight and put Philly on his back and did the heart of the city car. Kudos to you, Raging Babe and Russell Pelt and, and Bam for all their great work with that coming off of that to fight in Vegas on a pre-Pacquiao weekend. So definitely a good win for him to make sure he keeps his name in the mix of the super middleweight mix. Yeah, there was also a good card on Showbox Friday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, there was a lot of guys' names I couldn't really pronounce. I think Lou DeBella right. and them got – they just got, like, a lot of Russians or banner promotions, whoever promoted that card. Uh, but it was a little entertaining card. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, we watched it. I, of course, it's always a good time when you watch uh, boxing with boxing Twitter. But yeah, the names, oh, yeah. I, I don't even want to try to butcher them. I'm going to have to do like Robert Garcia and just call him that dude and bling bling and turn up. And, you know, I'll just think of some names to call them. But another enjoyable card. Some of them went a little bit longer than they should have, but the duration of it was pretty, pretty good. Bajanaru yeah. Bujages. That was my. That was the one that killed me. The Bajanaru Constantine Bajanaru, the cruiserweight that fought versus Buya. It sounded like something that my Creole family would cook. Stephen Buya, Buya, Buya base, whatever his, however you say his last name. No disrespect. Um, he thought he had it winning, and he had a lot of power. But in the end, he just ran out of steam and didn't do what he needed to do to pull out the victory. So. Good. Uh, that was a pretty good fight. Uh, you know, the card, I enjoyed the card, but yeah, don't even try to ask me to say any of those names. <laughs> and you know what? That's what Showbox is good for. They put on really equally well-matched fights, and you might not know these guys, but that's how it was when we had Friday night fights. 
where you would mm-hmm. tune in and you never heard of these guys before, but you always had a good night of boxing and you enjoyed watching these guys from different cities and states. And I think that's what Showbox has become for us is just a platform for them to showcase fighters that we've never maybe heard before. You know, that's why it's called the next generation. And so we have a lot of fun watching these guys. Uh, Let's move on to Saturday night, the big, big fight, the big pay-per-view fight that happened in Las Vegas. Let's start off with Manny Pacquiao getting the unanimous decision over Jesse Vargas. Floyd Mayweather was in attendance, which raised a lot of eyebrows. Was he there there to support Jesse Vargas, or was he there to scout Manny Pacquiao? Jay, what do you think? I think he was there to troll us. Floyd ain't fighting. But what I did find funny was the fact that Floyd was there at all. He said he would never do business with Bob Arum. So did you buy tickets or did Bob give you tickets? Because somehow you got tickets to get in there. You didn't just walk in. So I just want to know how Floyd got there. Did you buy them (laughs) or did they give them to you? Which means you're having conversations. And what are you talking about? Something I peeped uh, was where he was sitting and he mm-hmm. sat very close to Todd LaBeouf. He was sitting next to Brad Jacobs, who's their director mm-hmm. of operations. He was sitting next to Carl Moretti, who is the mm-hmm. VP over at Top Rank. So he was sitting with the executive. So I'm sure they knew he was coming, and I'm sure he got himself a comp ticket or two or three. And mm-hmm. for me, at first, I'm like, oh, he's there to support Jesse. You know, he's cool with Jesse. And then I thought, whoa, he's sitting with the players at Top Rank. You know, exactly. my lord, and all that. I'm like, ooh. So, yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they are talking about some sort of rematch. I think whether we hate it or love it, it would do decent numbers. Even if it did a million buys, mm-hmm. that's still mm-hmm. a big, big win. And how do you walk away from that as a exactly. fighter and as a promotional company? How do you walk away from that? That's correct. You're, you're, you're more right. Floyd always shows up. When Floyd shows up, it's purposeful. If Floyd had been there to support Jesse Vargas, he would have been doing 100,000 videos with Fight Hype the whole week long and in the (laughs) build-up to the fight. I haven't seen not a single video of Floyd Mayweather saying, you know, Jesse Vargas is a young, strong champion. He spent time with my father, and I'm sure his camp was phenomenal. And, you know, the usual Floyd speak that we get. And there's not a video. Please, if, there, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, forgive me. Somebody tweet me a video of Floyd giving Jesse Vargas props. So if you think he was there for Jesse, you bugging. Right. So let's get into the fight itself, Jay. I thought yeah. it was a good fight overall. I felt yeah. like Manny still showed us that he's got his legs still. He has some speed. It, it's not easy for any veteran in the game to decisively beat a young, taller, supposedly more powerful fighter. And he did that. And he beat Jesse Vargas very convincingly, very Mm -hmm. well. It showed me that he still has some gas left in his tank. He worked off the jab. He looked for opportunities. And he was aggressive. We haven't seen an aggressive Manny Pacquiao in a long time. Yeah, and it was refreshing to see. The way Jesse came to fight, Jesse, that's a tough kid. And he got a lot of heart. And he was going to be aggressive because he had nothing to lose. He was fully expected to be outboxed. But when he came in close and was ready to trade off, I think that threw Manny off a little bit in some of the mid-rounds. But he readjusted, as he always did, and created those angles and just continued to box Jesse, <laughs> box, beat the brakes off of him, really. So good but, showing you know, for Pacquiao, I- but he's definitely aging. Father time is closing in. Yeah, and you know, and this is a good segue into let's take into consideration that he's doing this as a part-time boxer now, which is even a little more impressive. He's the senator of the Philippines. I could only imagine how demanding that must be. He is 37 years old, and, you know, he's had a better year probably than any other welterweight in boxing. Think about it. Mm. As a 147-pounder, who has two good notable wins this year. Manny's beat Tim Bradley, who's tough for anybody to beat. And he That's just right. beat Jesse Vargas. What other welterweight could beat Tim Bradley and Jesse Vargas in the same year? In Vegas. You know, it wasn't yeah. that long that it was like, you can't fight Jesse Vargas in Vegas. But yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. He's in the running for fighter of the year. And people will go, yeah. but really, you're, you're absolute. You're 100% correct. Huh. Go ahead, Arby. I, 
but I, I was thinking of these guys' resumes today. You know, who else has fought two top guys, you know, in the top ten in their division? And look, Jesse Vargas is in his prime, and look what Manny did to him. Tim Bradley, I don't know if I'd pick any other welterweight to beat Tim Bradley, and we were there this year. We saw how easy Manny beat him. So let's, let's talk a little bit about Jesse Vargas. I do feel like he was a little starstruck, Jay. I think mm-hmm. he just couldn't believe that he was in there with the Pac-Man. You know, I think that this will elevate his game. But you saw the interview before the fight. Man, that, that interview, that's where I have to start chuckling. That interview was so funny to me. And listeners, if it was as funny to you as it was to me, please let us know and tweet us. But the way that Jesse and his guy were standing, just staring into the camera, all Hulkamania style, like WWE <laughs> style. Somebody tweeted me that they needed Mean Gene Okerlund to do the interview in a tux. And it was just so <laughs> funny. He was so geeked. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm here, mama, look, mama, I made it. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Like, yeah. Too geek. You supposed to have your mean mug on. You about to fight. Y'all not going high fives? The hell? Yeah, he did say that fighting Manny Pacquiao has elevated his game. And I, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Kind of like when Canelo lost to Floyd, but I think his game mm-hmm. elevated after that, regardless of, you know, if you think he's stuck in whoever, he looked better after he fought Floyd. So um, I think that there's still fights for Jesse Vargas, and I think he's still a tough fight for many, yeah. many guys out there in his division. Yes. The real winner this weekend, in my opinion, is Jesse Vargas. If you're going to lose, lose to Manny or lose to Floyd. Lose to someone known and respected in their prowess in the ring. Jesse is a young, young guy who has, he doesn't really, he hasn't been in too many epic battles to take real years off of him. He hasn't taken too much punishment. He made a career high payday. And he just seems like a real down-to-earth, low-key guy. And he, this is going to inspire him to work harder. Look at how much he changed after he fought Tim Bradley. And so yeah. as the years go on and he settles in, it looks like he's finally settled in with a trainer that he likes, we hope. And he's not going to do wheel of trainers anymore. So Jesse could be that dude in the next couple of years. You never know. That kid got a lot of heart. I like Jesse Vargas. Big I do, to Jesse. too. Yeah, maybe we could try to get him on next week. I thought it was a little too early to hit him up last night. But um, anyway, so Manny Pacquiao took home $4 million before the Mm -hmm. pay-per-view revenue comes in. Half of that will probably go to the poor and the needy in his country. So, you know, he'll probably give $2 million back to the Philippines. Um, Mm -hmm. The the biggest loser this weekend was probably Freddie Roach, who did, you know, put in a bet that Manny Pacquiao was going to win by knockout at the Vegas Sportsbook. Uh, but somehow I think Freddie, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Freddie Gomez. Uh, Jay, so. how about this? Yes. Can we nominate Manny Pacquiao now for Fighter of the Year? I mean, I know Carl Franson had a really good year. Some guys are saying Anthony Joshua should be mentioned. I don't no. know if Anthony Joshua should be mentioned for beating Brazil and Charles Martin. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, these are fights he was expected to win. And although Manny was the favorite in the fight, Tim Bradley was a close fight that um, going into it, the odds makers were kind of split on what was going to happen. With with Jesse Vargas, he was the odds-on favorite. But in terms of resume and caliber of opponents, yes, let's go ahead and beat the drum and lead that off right now. Manny Pacquiao, fighter of the year. You heard it first here on the Morning Punch and Show with RBJ. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I probably still give the nod to Carl Frampton, but you know what? If, let's just say Danny Garcia. Let's just mm-hmm. say he would have beat, beat Tim Bradley and Jesse Vargas this year. He would have right. been in the running for Fighter of the Year. So I think Manny should at least be mentioned. Let's go right into the undercard. We've got about six minutes before Adrian Granados calls in. Let's kick off Zeus Shimming, kicked off the night with a scrap against Sapron, Jay, how do you say his last name? Sapron? Manny Pacquiao lookalike. That's yes, how you say yes. it. That's how you say that it. Was, that was for the vacant WBO World Flyweight title. Shimming won a unanimous decision, won the title. I think he's becoming more of a pro fight per fight. There were some good exchanges, but it was pretty lopsided. It was a one-sided decision, um, right. maybe even a shutout. Shimming really just doesn't have a lot of power. He didn't really hurt the guy. Top rank now has seven champions with Shimming winning the fight. Freddie mm-hmm. Roach says that Zoo is now ready for Chocolatito. 
<laughs> He's ready to get that ass beat by Chocolatito. I mean, do, who was the other kid that beat him? Was it Coquette? I have to look at his record, but Shamin, he might be ready to fight Chocolatito, but he's not ready to win against Chocolatito. But if they want to make that fight, I'm going to watch it. If it's nearby, I will go to it. But yeah, hell, I'm ready to fight Chocolatito. That doesn't mean I'm a win. Yeah, that's my prediction. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I I think Freddie really uh, was reaching there. I think it sounded good. It got some buzz in the media, but come on. Um, talking about Why don't I don't know you if you lying? read <laughs> Why you always lying? Mm, oh my God. Stop fucking lying. He ain't ready for chocolate Tito. Uh, talking about chocolate Tito, our thoughts and prayers go after him. His trainer suffered a massive stroke about a week ago and um, I believe the last thing I read was that he was on life support and in critical condition and not doing too well so uh, yeah we'll we'll see how that can up but you know I know that he's really really close with his trainer um, and I I, you know I've been reading that he's been taking it really really hard and his family Jesse Magdaleno Unseats Nonito Donaire wins the mm-hmm. WBO Junior Featherweight title by unanimous decision. It was a hard-fought mm-hmm. 12 rounds. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, Nonito Donaire is insisting that he won the fight. I think it was a good moment for Mags. Frank Espinosa mm-hmm. now has two champions in his stable. Jay, what did you think about the fight? Magdaleno Donaire. It was a great fight. A lot of back-and-forth action. Very competitive. Donaire... Looked, he looked good. That, you know, he looked good, but he just didn't have enough to pull out the win over Magdaleno. I think Magdaleno clearly won the fight. Nonito's going to say what Nonito's going to say, but I don't know. Some people are calling it an upset. I didn't think it was an upset. I think Magdaleno, I think it was a fairly matched fight. I didn't think it was an upset. The scoring, mm. eh, you know, we'll talk about the scoring across the, the board this weekend period, but I thought it was great. I thought that uh, Magdalena was more aggressive. Uh, Donaire didn't take advantage of the opportunity he had when he opened up that cut over the head, but it, so once he saw blood, he should have just went to town with those fast hands on that on that cut over the eye. But Magdalena was consistent. He was landing right hands, and he did what he needed to do to pull out the victory. He did, and at the end of the fight, I did think Magdaleno won, but I would have been okay with a draw. Like, I wouldn't have been upset. I wouldn't have called it a robbery. Now, saying that Donaire, you know, just easily won the fight, I couldn't say that. I thought either Magdaleno pulled it off, or I thought maybe it could have been a draw. So, anyway, um, good for Jesse Magdaleno. Hopefully, he keeps up the momentum and stays active. It looks like he had a really good camp. He trains with Manny Robles now, who also trains Oscar Valdez, who also – fought on the card and retained his WBO featherweight world title by TKO. Valdez say, I just think this kid is great. Every fight I get more impressed with him. He's patient. He has great power. He fights off of these really good angles. I feel like he's, <laughs> he's kind of the whole package. He really is yeah. becoming that guy. Um, another sharp display. You know, and he fought a tough Japanese guy. That guy had a hell of a chin. And Valdez was just <laughs> smarter and stronger, and, and he got the job done. Just sharp. He was, a, you know, well, first of all, with Vic Dracolich in the ring during a fight always makes me apprehensive because I just can't stand that referee. But back to Valdez, he was tough. He was crisp. He was sharp. He was focused. That kid landed something like 200 punches to 35 from Asawa, his, his competitor, dominated him on the power punches, Osawa, shout out to him for taking so much punishment from Valdez and still hanging in there. But Valdez is great. I really enjoy seeing him. The more he fights, the better he gets. And, yes, more Oscar Valdez. Please keep him rolling. <laughs> uh, Bring let's him see, the before, <laughs> Really, yeah. Hopefully that is the next stop. And hopefully it will be a really big fight for him in his backyard. So, guys, the the lines are open. We want to hear your reactions from Pacquiao-Vargas fight weekend, 718-508-9852. We only know that you want to talk to us if you press 1. So if you press 1, we see you're in the switchboard. We know that you want to talk Pacquiao-Vargas. 
We know that you want to play Know It or Blow It and win some free gear. Um, let's go to a quick commercial. And, and I want to also talk about the commentary team. Jay, don't let me forget. We've got to talk about Stephen A. Smith and that whole team. So let's go to a quick commercial. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 for 20% off your entire purchase today. Only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. All right, yes, yes. The commentary team from Pacquiao Gardens. This this yeah, this deserved its own segment on the morning show. The commentary team when it was announced, I thought, Wow, that's really smart. You know, I'm not the biggest Stephen A. Smith fan in the world. I don't know who that other chick was, but apparently she's popular too. And then there was Brian Kenny and Tim Bradley and I thought, Oh wow, you know, Tim Bradley fought Vargas and Pacquiao. So he's mm-hmm. going to be great at the desk. And it was an epic fail. It oh, was, terrible. It was a fail all the way around the board. In my opinion, they were annoying. They were distracting. <laughs> there was a lot of arguing amongst them. Mm-hmm. They, they were talking mm-hmm. over each other. You know, Bradley has been in the ring with both of those guys, and Stephen A. Smith was trying to tell him what he was looking at. I'm right. like, word. <laughs> It was you know, hilarious. He was trying to tell Bradley how to take a punch. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And first of all, let me start by saying watching this commentating team made me want to go write a thousand standards saying I will never criticize Jim Lampley on the desk again. I felt like I was in <laughs> elementary school and I needed to write that a thousand times. Stephen A. Smith was atrocious. It was like he never went to a fighter meeting and it was like he never did any research prior to coming to the mic. I guess he figured he could wing it and he could bring that first take argumentative style with him to the broadcast desk. And it was just absolute boo-boo. You can't call a fight like you do your show interacting Mm -hmm. with two other people. You're not just there to argue with Max Kellerman and Skip Bayless before. There's supposed to be a flow. There's supposed to be a continuity. And because he was so over the top and ridiculous, it kind of dumbed down Brian Kenny. Brian Kenny yeah. is incredible. He used to be on the Showtime desk with Al Bernstein. So Brian Kenny can definitely hold his own and he knows about boxing. People kept saying maybe he should go back to baseball. Brian Kenny, don't forget, he was on the Showtime team before uh, with the kid, Brian Custard. So Brian Kenny knows how to call a fight. He's not terrible at it. Tim Bradley was cool. I didn't have a problem with Tim. I've seen him call fights and been on the desk when he was doing the stuff for them on True TV for top rank when they were doing the Friday card. So Tim was cool, and Tim is a fighter. So Tim is going to know what to say. Stephen A. questioning him. Brian Kenny kind of bootlicking Stephen A. just made for all about clusterfuck. Christina Poncher, yeah. you were great. That's my my Stephen A. rant. Yeah, and you know what? Yes, Christina is our girl. But let me tell you, even if she was not our friend, if we didn't know her from anything, she was definitely the most knowledgeable, the most professional. She held it down. She deserved more airtime. She deserved to be on that commentary crew. She deserved to be at that desk. And I understand they want to go with the people in the business that have more followers, that are more of a celebrity. But you know what? It doesn't always cut it. You cannot fool boxing fans. They either know what the heck they're talking about or they don't. At one point, Stephen A. Smith had Vargas winning after four rounds, even though the kid got dropped in the second. So it's just bottom line. It just didn't work. Hopefully, Screaming A won't be back at the desk. It, it was. It just didn't work, and that's okay. Trial and error, but it just Absolutely. it just didn't work. Not at all. I did not enjoy that at all. And I know people will say, "Well, you could watch Sky, or you could watch another broadcast, or you could mute the thing." The thing is, fans or listeners, when I'm at home and I'm watching a fight, I'm, the commentary just adds to the experience. You know, ultimately, you have to discern what you're seeing for yourself, but that does add to the experience, and that's what makes boxing authentic. Is the calling? Calling is a part of any organized sport and the calling was fucking garbage excuse my language like first take i was like it's not first take yo 
horrible, horrible. It was a complete distraction. If that was my first experience tuning into boxing and my experience was uh, Stephen A. on the desk, I'd be like, I ain't watching this shit. Where is my mute at? If I wanted Stephen A., I'd turn on ESPN and watch First Take. Max Kellerman, you have the patience of Jones. You must be getting a fat check from ESPN because that would drive me crazy. I appreciate Roy Jones so much more. I appreciate Andre Ward's commentary so much more. Uh, anyway. Virgil. Um, so listen. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. Virgil Hunter's commentary on the desk because Virgil Hunter is a fat commentator even when he's whispering on the desk like this. So I can appreciate that too. All right. Hello, hello. I think that we have somebody in the queue. 708, you are on with the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? Adrian El Tigre Granados. I am calling hey. from Chicago. Chicago Santa. Hey. Hey. Adrian, what's good? We've been wanting to talk to you for a hot minute. Thank you so much for calling in today. Of course, of course. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let, let me properly introduce you for those that, you know, may not know uh, who you are. But Adrian Granados has been battle-tested, and he has fought n- numerous former world champions and contenders, guys like Kermit Cintron, Felix Diaz, Frankie Gomez, Brad Sullivan, Jason Herrera, the list goes on and on and on. And he is now most well-known for beating Amir Aman back in November of 2015. And now you've got this big fight coming up with Adrian Broner. And we want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Uh, but we want to start off by, you know, first of all, congratulating you and wanting to know where you've been, though. You've only fought one time this year. Where have you been, Adrian? Oh, man, I've been, uh, I've been calling him out. I've been, I've been uh, yelling at my manager, uh, try, like, you know, like, what's going on? But, um no, it's it, it's been a rough year. I mean, yeah, it was disappointing, you know, that I wasn't able to back, I wasn't able to top uh, the fight with Amiri Mon immediately, uh, which I should have. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's been politics. It's been obviously just the continued drama of the Granado story. Um, I uh, I was I was gonna give a rematch to Amiri Mom immediately, and I was down. But I mean, long story short, it would have been with Don King, and it would have been like. I, I don't know what went like it was it, it was a lot of drama. I ended up getting uh for a larger purse and obviously Ruslan's a bigger name, so we moved in that direction and uh Don King didn't like that so he pulled his mm-hmm. strings and did what he had to do to get me out of it and obviously mm-hmm. uh, I was uh they gave that fight to John Molina and um I had to watch that fight at my guy's house, you know, pulling my hair and wanting to break anything in sight because I was so pissed mm. off. Uh, I I believe mm-hmm. if I would have gotten that fight with Ruslan, I think I would have stopped him too, and I would have mm-hmm. been obviously the the first one to stop him. So, um, you know, then later on, I started getting other uh, offers for different fights for good names, less money, but, I mean, I needed to get back into the public eye, so I, I didn't care about the money. Um, but, um, yeah, like... It, they kept falling off, and I mean, it's. I got a personal vendetta with boxing. I mean, I, I just lost my last grandparent, my grandfather, which is the oh. dad of my, of my, uh, of my father, and he was my last grandparent. So I have no more grandparents here on this earth. Mm-hmm. They're all up in heaven now. So I wasn't able to visit them this year because of two of those fights that were gonna happen, but then they took oh. them away. So like I said, I, I'm coming with a vengeance. I. I, I <laughs> I even put, I started putting hashtag fuck boxing on my Twitter because I just been so pissed <laughs> off. But, uh, but it's okay. You know, I love boxing and I'm just playing. I mean, obviously fuck boxing because it's, it's treated me like a, like a stepchild, an ugly duckling, okay. but it's okay. It's okay though. Um, I, I finally, I, I'm getting this opportunity and, um, I already let AB a, know, you know, I, I reached out to, well, his people reached out to me. I told them, you know, thank you for the opportunity and, uh, you know, may the best man win. I, I know he didn't have to fight me, but, I mean, you know, he is, and he's a real man for that, and, you know, it's going to be a great fight. It, it is going to be a great fight, and I do think it's a toss-up fight. Um, and, and I'm glad that you did finally get the opportunity because you, you were coming off of that big win, and we wanted to see more of you. And, again, I don't think people really know about your resume. I mean, I, I ran off a list of those guys that you, that you fought, 
and you came up the hard way. I mean, definitely you weren't spoon fed. You know, you didn't, you weren't fighting cupcakes on your way up. So, um, you know, do you kind of feel that you're almost undefeated though? Because I think a couple of your losses really could have went either way for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, I've gotten that comment plenty of times. You know, I um, I do think I I could be undefeated and I should be undefeated, but um. You know, I wasn't really ever protected. Um, you know, thank God now I finally, you know, just signed with TGB Promotions and uh, immediately they delivered getting me this huge fight. So I think finally I am going to be starting to take care of God willing. I keep winning, you know, and I, I plan to. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I just, I, I've come up the hard way and, and I mean, it's made me have thicker skin and it's made me prepared for fights like these, like, um, you know, I, I know that's why a lot of people are are starting to say like, "Hey, this is a this is a pick 'em fight." Like, I mean, it could go yep. either way. And then like we got other people that are like, "Oh no, Granados, you know, he he's not at this level. He's a one hit wonder, whatever, whatever." Like, it's okay. I want all that attention, either negative or positive. Like, like mm-hmm. fight night comes, win, lose, or draw. I'm putting it all out. Uh, I'm in the sport where it's kill or be killed. And I mean, I'm I'm Ooh. I'm coming to kill. You know, I I, I got I got respect for AB. Um, but you know, it's this, I mean, we're not in a team sport. I want to be a world champion too, you know? Right. Right. Are you concerned with what version of Adrian Broner is going to come to the ring? Is there anything in the back of your mind, given that, given Broner's history of hysterics and acting out and being ill-prepared, is there anywhere in the back of your mind that you're fearful that the fight won't happen, although it's been inked? Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, uh. You know, I, I mean, hey, I mean, it's a possibility, but I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm preparing for the best Adrian Broner. I'm preparing for, you know, uh, the the five time or, or soon got, he's trying to be five time world champion, and uh, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm his next, you know, I'm, I'm those his next uh, roadblock, and I mean, I, I'm gonna be a big one because you, you, you ain't get past me easy, and and you probably won't even get past me, so. I don't, I don't do trash talking, and I know it kind of sounds like I just did, but I don't do trash talking. I know he does. <laughs> I, I, I know he does, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm prepared for anything. You know, uh, I've been in camp with him before, and, I mean, I know, oh. I know yeah, I know the, the, the oh. mind games he plays. Yeah, I know the mind games he plays, so, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Wait, since you opened that door, let's talk about that. What is camp like with now that you've been in camp with him? What is camp like with Broner, and what have you learned from being in camp with Broner? What is um, that like? It's it's, uh, it's 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 good. It's it's you know he's a, he's a world class fighter. It's a world class camp. Uh, he's got a bunch of a bunch of his boys that are that are kids. You know, uh, who's that? Rasheed Warren, Robert Easton, mm-hmm. Jamel Herring. Um, you know, like they, 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 I just can't think of them right now. Um, Raynell mm-hmm. Williams. Um, yeah, they just got a bunch of you know great fighters. You know, former Olympians, former Olympic team. They're good. You know, and um, it was it was good. They they accept. They opened the doors to me. They took me in as one of their own. I mean, I think after I proved myself, they like, all right, you know, Granado's cool. You, I think he said it once one night where we were just out. Like he like. Like, you know, and excuse my friends, but he like he like, This nigga's supposed to bend in band camp, you know, and I'm like, Oh shit, like <laughs> like 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 that, like that. I'm like but not nah, they're cool. They were cool people and um and yeah, they um they, they you know, they uh they're they're real fighters, you know, and uh, I am too, so it was cool and the training, yeah, it was grueling, it was hard, it was tough and it was, you know, it was something I needed too, just to kinda like let me know, like, hey, you belong with the best two, Adrian, and I mean, you know, this is this is the way the next level trains, and it was just it was, it was a great experience. Uh, that's good. So, I want to talk to you a little bit about your new recent signing? You signed with Tudor Goosen. There were some rumors floating around um, mm. not too long ago that you were going to be on the Andre Ward Kovalev card, and then all of a sudden, all those talks kind of stopped, and there was a press release that came out that you signed with Tudor Goosen. No, 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 no. I am, I, uh, yeah, first off, yeah, no, I'm not with Tudor Goosen. I am with, uh, TGB, TGB Promotions. Well, it's, uh, I know, I know it's, uh, Tom Brown who was with Goosen Tudor, but no, 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 it's, uh, TGB Promotions. Oh, okay. TGB. I thought that was Tudor Goosen. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, but um, no, yeah, I, I I signed with them and uh, it's you know so far yeah they delivered. I I needed something and uh, that's what me and my dad were about, you know, like because we were trying to get all these all these fights, you know, with no contract. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I liked uh, I liked being you know that that B side or that unsigned guy. You know, obviously, I mean it's a business. You know, I, I'm trying to keep as much money as I can. So. Uh, but I mean, yeah. but I mean, not, but I mean, it don't matter. Like even, even my dad. Like I said, me and my dad. My dad is like I love my dad. You know, um, he he's the reason why I am a boxer. But I mean, um, yeah, he's uh, you know, we were just talking all the time, and he'd be like, "Mijo, like I think we gotta, I think we gotta sign, man, cause cause you know yeah. they don't." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." I'm like, "They're not obliged to give me a fight. They don't have to give me a fight. I don't. They don't got no paperwork mm-hmm. on me. You know, who who am I to them?" And uh, and yeah, it's uh. It's just, it is what it is. That that was a very smart move yeah, on your guys' part. That was smart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not, I mean, we're, we're trying, but I mean, you know, you, you, the logistics of boxing, you know, it's like you need a promoter if you're still on the come-ups, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I want to go back and talk a little bit about the Miraman fight. Obviously, you were overlooked before that fight, and then you put on, you know, this great performance. And recently, Amir Mon's been very, very vocal on Twitter, and he's been calling out Terrence Crawford like real crazy. And word on the curb is that you actually sparred with Terrence Crawford in Chicago maybe like a year or two ago, um, maybe before the Amir Mon fight. So how, how do you see a Crawford versus Amir Mon fight going? What, can you compare the two? Yeah, I can compare the two. I think it's a good fight. However, I think uh, I think Terrence will, will, will still win. Uh, he'll probably be a little too much for Amir. Amir, yeah, definitely a great fighter. I had to fight my ass off to to do what I did, um, you know. And and yeah, I mean, I know Amir. He's he's vocal, you know. I I, I get it because he even tried to say something about me once just because I liked something like about uh, I liked something about uh, Paulie saying like, oh yeah, Adrian. Like somebody said, like, oh, I think Adrian Granados had something to say about that, and he had a mirror in me, and I just liked it. So then he tried to come at me like, hey, uh, don't act like you didn't uh, that y'all declined that rematch, and then I clapped back mm-hmm. immediately, like, like I clapped back immediately, like, listen here, boy, like I, I was ready to fight you and beat you again. I'm like, but your promoter wanted to run and cry to Al Heyman. I had a bigger <laughs> name, a bigger fish. Like, I'm like, yo, you know my management, you know who I am. You could reach out. Let's make the fight again. Let's do it. Like I'm ready to beat you again, cause I don't. I don't take lightly the people talking shit to me. Like I'm okay with. Uh, I know that. You know, like I know where the. I come. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm an old school gentleman. You know, I'm a caballero. That's what my Mexicans say. Mm. Like I'm a. I'm a come. I'm a come with. Uh, <laughs> I'm a come with respect. But you. You come at me sideways. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm sorry. Dog. Like. Like. No. I'm a fighter. Like. I, I didn't decline nothing, Amir. Like I, I, I was ready to fight you again, but you know, I gotta let me make my money. You've been taking care of you. You've been on PBC for years now. Don King, you know, been you know raising you right. But now, nah, man, like I, I got that win. I gotta get some money now. I know that's I heard right. That. Yeah, we heard all Renatos of that. over here. Listen, we, we took we took we took four questions from the fans that they wanted us to ask you this morning, and then we'll wrap up with you. We know you got to go into training, and I also want to talk yeah. to you a little bit about your trainer, too. But, okay, so here's the first question from Twitter. Um, do you think Adrian Broner will be a tougher fight than Amir Mon was? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, how, how deep will you have to dig, or how deep did you have to dig to get that Amir Mon win? Um, pretty deep, but not the deepest I've I've had to dig in yet. Um, I'm still, you know, and I, I, I recently, like, I posted it, like, a couple, maybe a month ago or so, but I've always told people, and I mean, I, I've never even spoken to the man since after the fight, but Mark Salser, who was 15-0, and 0, I beat him three years ago at U.S. Cellular Field here on mm-hmm. ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the, the hardest I ever, like, he he dropped me, and I had never been that hurt. Like I was, I was wobbled, mm. I was rocked. I had to survive that that second round that I was dominating, and he just dropped me and messed me up. But I mean, I came back. He dropped me again. I got up again, and the next round, you know, I I knocked him out. You know, and it's uh, like yeah, that's that that's definitely the hardest I've had to dig. But I mean, none against my win against Amir. Amir, like yeah, I just. I, I knew it was my time, and I knew they overlooked me, and I knew I wasn't the one. Like, you guys messed yeah. up picking me. Yeah, like, when they picked me, I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think at that time when you fought him, Showtime was looking at signing Amir Mon to an exclusive deal. They were talk. There was talk to him maybe fighting Danny Garcia, and then you stopped all that. Like you, I'm, you were the spoiler. You stopped all that. That kid did not get a Showtime deal. He did not get a fight with Danny Garcia. I mean, you just pumped the brakes to all that. So that tough fight that you just told us about, who was that against? Mark Salser from Ohio. Mark Salser. Forgot oh, what town in Ohio, but mm. man, that, that that boy could crack. <laughs> mm. That boy, right. that boy could. He he got he got that country boy strength. Like he he was strong. Right. <laughs> all right, so. So last one, you know, sometimes our Twitter followers, they get a little uh, crazy and out of control. If you follow us, you'll see that. But last one before we let you go here. We need you to rank in order the best moments of your life. Number one, beating Amir Man, watching the Cubs win the World Series, and losing Ooh. your virginity. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I would say... Man, I would. Oh man, and uh, it's funny because losing my virginity is third. Losing my virginity is last. It's last. Oh. Right? Like, yeah, but uh, it's been, like I don't know. Um, damn, because I've been uh, I've been a Cubs fan since I was eight years old, and mm. like that was amazing. And I was in Wrigleyville when we won. Like I was right down the block. Once we won, we were like fifteen, twenty deep. We went marching. Like it was. It was great, uh, but yeah, I would have to say the Amiri mom win. I mean, like, I think there's that one picture where like I'm on my knees and then my dad and my coach there in the background jumping up, like, like it, it's been, <laughs> it's been, uh, yeah, it's been so many years and so many. I mean, I almost quit a couple times just because I've been robbed so much, like, a lot of bullshit decisions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was I was ready to get a full-time job and like. Thank God, you know, I got that opportunity, and they, they underestimated me, and, and I came with it. Um, I'm five weeks preparation. It was going to be three, and I was still re- going to be ready in three weeks, but when I got five weeks, I'm like, ooh, got these boys. They don't even know what's coming. Like, I, I got them. <laughs> they don't even know. All yeah. right, well, Adrian, look, thank you so much for calling in on the hotline, Bling. We wish you all the best. I'm, I'm glad that we got to bring this other side out of you so other people can, like, you know, see your personality and learn more about you. But, anyway, we'll be in touch, and we'll get you before the Broner fight again. All right. That sounds good. Thank you very much. All right. Me. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All that right. Fun. When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at wartapebrand.com and see why the enemy will fear you. Wartapebrand.com. We put hands on you. Mm-hmm. Turned up in Chicago. Shout that out to Adrian Granados. He's That's a cool dude right there. He is mad cool. I did not know he had all that charisma and all that personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we right. want to go to the switchboard. We want to pick up some callers if you want to talk to us about Pacquiao Vargas. If you'd like to play Know It or Blow It and, and try to win some gear from RagingBabe.com, uh, press 1. And is there anybody willing to chat with us, Jay? As a matter of fact, there is. We, somebody from Philly is calling in. I'm answering it just Ooh. on the street that it's somebody from Philly. Uh-oh. 267, you are on with the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, Billy Briscoe from Training Camp in Miami. How you all ladies doing? Hey, Billy. Billy. All right. How y'all doing? We're doing good. All right, Billy. Say it with your chest. What you want to talk about with us this morning? I'm just listening to y'all. You know what I mean? Killing time while I'm in training camp before I take my guy to the gym. You know. So talking about your guy, we have Sammy Vargas, who's fighting Danny Garcia, November twelfth. Um, yes, it's ma'am. a fight that it's, it's a fight that has received a lot of scrutiny for whatever reason. And so now that we have you on the line, let's talk about this matchup and why Sammy is deserving of this fight and what he's going to bring to this fight. Well, you for know, those Sam's that don't know him. Okay, well, you know, Sam's a tough guy. You know, I mean, I've been working with him for a few years now. I've been developing him, trying to get him to be more, a more well-rounded fighter. 
You know, the NABA welterweight champion made six in the world by the BA, but the BC didn't have him. You know, all that political, I guess. You know what not? I guess his manager didn't give enough contribution to the BC, or whatever. But that's a whole other story. But you know, he's gonna come in here and he's gonna give he's gonna give Danny that work. I mean, Danny's my young boy. I love him to death, but this ain't personal. This is business. You know what I know Danny should be ten years old, walked to the gym. So. When you guys when you guys first found out about this fight, how how did this how was this opportunity how did this come about? Was it something that had been talked about over months? Did they surprise you with the call? How did this even come together? Um, they called us people up in Canada and people called me and asked me, they said, What do you think? I was like, you know, it's a good fight, Danny's the real deal, you know, he's um you know, he's a, he's a legit guy, world class level, you know. And we're in this business to be the best. In order to beat the best, you know, to be the best, we got to beat the best. So, you know, mm-hmm. he took a little slip up against Earl Spence, but not to make no excuses because, you know, at the end of the day, there's no excuses in boxing. But um, we had to take that fight on 16 days' notice and had to lose a significant amount of weight. And as we all For know, Earl Spence, Spence is the truth. Yeah. And Earl Ooh, Spence is the truth. Know. It's hard enough to beat him with a full training camp. Try to beat him on right. 16 days and have to lose a significant amount of weight. It's a little difficult. Wow. Wow. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. How meaningful is this fight to Philly? You got Danny Garcia fighting in Philly for, this is like the first time, right, since he's been the champion. How meaningful is it to have this fight in Philly? You know, it's big. You know, Danny's trying to build his, you know, build his local fan base back up, I guess. You know, um, plus he's doing a good thing. He's doing a charity event, like $10 for every ticket goes to Phil Abundance, which is, um, you know, mm-hmm. like a charity food bank organization to feed the poor people in Philadelphia and the surrounding area. No, oh, that's a big, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Ten bucks for a ticket. How, yeah. how has the Philly, how have the Philly people responded to this fight? I was in Philly a few weeks ago at one of the events that Russell Pelt had, and it was getting mixed reviews. You know what I mean? Some people were kind of discouraged with Danny. Um, you know, some are really supportive. What has been some of the feedback that you've received? Well, you know, uh, speaking about Uncle Russell, that's my man, best dude in the business, man. He's got more about boxing mm. than most people know. Um, but, um, you know, they're overlooking Sam. It's no secret. I mean, Showtime already got him scheduled to fight um, um, Thurman in March. So, you know, they're looking right over us like we're a warm-up mm. out of something. But, you know, I know Danny's too good of a consummate professional to overlook anybody. I know he's 100% prepared. He's not, you know, he's not, a, he's not a dumb guy by any stretch of the imagination. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people want to discredit him. Oh, he's too wide with his punches. Oh, he does this. Oh, he mm. does that. Well, damn, he was able to beat 32 people and clear out 140, so it must be doing something, right? Right. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, his best asset is, you know, he's cleverly awkward. You know what I mean? People say, oh, well, he punches. He does. He knows what he's doing. He punches from weird angles, but he makes it work for him. He's cleverly awkward. He's an intelligent guy. He lives clean. He trains very hard. And him and his pop find a way to win. So, I mean, mm. how can you underestimate a guy on that? You know, how can you do that? What we're doing is we're preparing for the best Danny Garcia there is. You know, if the King Kong Danny Garcia comes, God willing, we'll prepare for that. If the Spider-Monkey version Danny Garcia comes, better for us. But we know that ain't going to happen. Yeah. So what took your camp to Miami? I thought you guys were going to train out of Philly. That was kind of the whole big storyline was that Billy Briscoe's from Philly, you know, Danny Garcia's from Philly, and then you guys end up going to Miami for camp. Well, you know, we had to get away because we had to, you know, get in shape, you know what I mean, and uh, focus on the task at hand. I didn't want him, I didn't want him to stay in Philadelphia because, you know, too much distraction and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we down here, you know, we uh, we're good. We're running, running in the soft sand, putting it all around, chopping wood. You know, I love that, right, Michelle? You chop wood in the back, in your backyard. Yes, and you just yes, stand old there. school. You know, I'm old big school. on that, chopping wood. I got him training his neck. We even know stone on turns, you know. We're paying the cost to be the ball. So God willing, you know, when all said and done, we expect to go a hard 10 rounds. Yeah. We don't expect well, look, no, uh, no short night. Yeah, look, before we let you go, um, you know, there was that big fight weekend this weekend. Did you watch Pacquiao Vargas? Yeah, I got to watch it, but I didn't get to see the comments, listen to the commentary because we had to watch it in, um, in like, one of these clubs over here on Brickell in um, downtown mm-hmm. Miami. And you know how that goes. They, we were able to watch the, the fight, but we weren't here now. But I heard the commentary was a little off. Yeah, you yeah. Right. well, I thought it was a yeah, I thought it was a good fight, and I think Pacquiao still has some juice left in his tank. So, all right, Billy, we're gonna pick up another caller. Thank you so much for listening and calling in, and, and we wish you all the best, man. I've always been a fan of yours, and I still am. Thank you. All right, have a good one. 
All right. Looks like we do have somebody else in the queue who wants to play some know it or blow it. 816, you are on with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? 816, you live, kids. 816. We'll put 816 back in the queue and try to pick him up again in a minute. So just heard from Billy Briscoe, who uh, his kid, Sam Vargas, is going to be fighting Danny Garcia. That fight is this weekend in Philly at the Lycorius Center in Philadelphia. If you're in Philadelphia and you're going to check out the fight, tweet us. We know Brian Jennings will be there because Brian Jennings buys tickets to Philly fights. But if there's (laughs) anybody else in our timeline who's following us and listening to the show, tweet us and let us know you're going to be at the fight. We want to see yeah. pictures of your tickets. We want to see. How, yeah. Um, so I just realized before Jay gives us the weekend fight schedule here, I just realized that I'm going to be on an airplane Saturday night, Jay. So I'm not even going to see the fight. I will get Wi-Fi on the plane. I'm going to be relying on all of Twitter and my timeline to keep me posted on that fight. And you know what's funny? <laughs> I think I've missed more Danny Garcia fights than – you would think. I, I think I was able to catch when he fought Malinaji, but it seems like every time he fights, I'm either traveling or somewhere. And, I mean, I didn't watch the Herrera fight and, and the Salka fight and a lot of them. So, anyway, Jay, why don't you give us the weekend fight schedule and we'll wrap up here. All right. It's time for the weekend fight schedule. So, coming up this weekend, on Friday, November 11th, at, on CBS Sports, we've got Hermanito de la Torre versus Frankie Trader. On Saturday, November 11th on Spike, of course, as I just said, Danny Garcia versus Samuel Vargas. And also on Saturday on HBO, a heavyweight showdown, Malik Scott versus Louis Ortiz. I don't know. I heard Philly don't claim Malik Scott anymore. They got, he's an L.A. guy now. So Malik Scott versus Luis Ortiz. Yep, and that is your big fight schedule. Uh, make sure you're following Jay on Twitter today. She will be at the press conference that Richard Schaefer is hosting today to make his big announcement for Ringstar Sports, so make sure you keep up. She'll be bringing you all the latest updates from there. Uh, And I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for making us a part of your morning, for listening to the Morning Punch-In Show. We're right here, same time, every week, Mondays from 8 to 9. Have a good one, y'all. Be out.